that this was this was denied. <clears throat> um, so I guess what I'm saying is that this one sentence that the, the Planning and Zoning Board added to this has thrown a monkey wrench into expansion and growth of Lakeview, which which I know you guys are all proud that you want to expand and grow Lakeview. Well, this is going to put a, a, a very big crimp in expanding any homes, the older homes that maybe some younger people who want, want to expand because of their growing family, if there's a person with a physical disability, um, <clears throat> they're, going, they're, they're turning these down, you know, and it just makes no sense. And it's, it's going to happen a lot because this was just implemented six months ago. <clears throat> and <clears throat> another one of these uh, was turned down and he redid his whole plan so they were met the guidelines. So they, they, do, they can do this, but some people have no space to do it. You know, and these people didn't have any space to not change their plan. There's just no way they could do it. So I just wanted the, the city council to be aware that that one sentence, that the planning and zoning is stuck in there, and the inability of, in my opinion, the, the Board of Adjustment to understand their role, that if a person has a legitimate hardship and they want to change that, <clears throat> have a give them the okay signal, they should do that, you know, without any preconceived ideas of what, you know, they don't want them to have that right to do that. Um, it's, it's just unfortunate this last person was turned down for this because it, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, and it's going to happen a lot, you know, we're, we're going to get a bad name, you know, for people that want to expand or grow their homes, even though they're older homes, and they're in mostly, like say, Lake Shore developments, the older Lake Shore developments, and the older neighborhoods in Lakeview where they already are building on, okay, even beyond their legal boundary because there was no ordinances back when they were built. So I just wanted the, the city council to understand that this is going to create a lot of issues with the people trying to rebuild in the future. So I think that should be revisited that the council approved this one sentence this will change it back to the fact that they would have more chances of, of being able to build what they want to do. And I, I don't okay ones that are just ridiculously, you know, way beyond the boundary. That, that these are not beyond the boundary, except for the one street side, which is not going to affect anybody. Um, so I, I just want to have the council be aware that they need to seriously look at this to uh, understand that this has put a, a roadblock in expansion and stuff of older homes that like you. Thank you, Rick. Maybe we should put the agenda and meet him and talk about it. Okay, anybody else public forum? John, I have something about the hotel, but or about the, uh, it's from the hotel about the community center. Do you want that now or later? Go ahead. Okay. Well, um, I'm just reading this on behalf of Jody Grody. She wrote this, but she couldn't be here tonight. Um, I'm writing this on behalf of Cobblestone Inn and Suites. Um, I could not be more thrilled to see the city growth that Lakeview has done and completed over the years. With that, we now have the opportunity to incorporate a community center into that growth. I think it will be a great asset not only to us at the hotel, but to the community in general. Just think of the people we get to our great community in the spring, summer, fall, and winter that help support our local businesses when they come to our community. Not only will the community center be great for our community, but it will also help support our local businesses in town all year round. I'm always promoting people when they come to stay at our hotel to go uptown and check out our businesses. 
There are so many great shops, stores, and restaurants in our town. Let's face it, in our small towns, if we don't have things for people to do, then people start looking to the cities to go and do things. And even though we are not a city, I feel Lakeview has things for everyone that visits in our community. I truly feel like the community center is going to be a great asset to the city of Lakeview. Just like anything, when it is new, people are pretty judgmental about how it will all work. Take, for instance, the hotel itself. Think back to 15 years ago when the hotel was a thought, and some people may not have been in favor of it, or why do we need a hotel in our community? And look at the hotel. We have been open since May of 2010. We've had people from 49 of the 50 states visit us, and that does not include all of the international guests that we have had. I feel that we are such a great amenity to the city of Lakeview, just like I feel the community center will be. I feel like the community center would bring people to town all year round for just about anything. I feel like we would be able to offer options for those local companies that like to have a conference, community center to hold meetings, or local weddings in town, or just any event in general. I get that change is sometimes hard for all of us, and also hard when it requires a community as a whole to back it up. Just remember, sometimes you have to take a chance on things to see what will promote growth for your community, as I feel the Community Center of Lakeview would do. Thank you. Jody Grody, General Manager, Cobblestone Inn & Suites, Lakeview, Iowa. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, we'll move on to consent agenda. Motion to approve. I'll make that motion. Second. Second. Roll call. Who wants to be the first? <laughs> the three of you spoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll make uh Beckman? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Frank? Yes. Waltman? Yes. Muller? Yes. Okay. Is he here okay, Tammy? Yeah, I had a little trouble towards the end with Eric, but otherwise it seems like I'm hearing okay. All right. We'll, we'll all try and speak up a little bit. Okay. Okay, first of all, we is Chris Wall. That, that's the, what Eric was talking about. These people actually have a hardship that they need to address. Actually, I think this one is just their building the permit building of permit. the one that's to the it's on the lakeshore right. side, I believe, isn't it, Eric? Yes. This yeah, this problem. is the one. There's okay. no issues with this one. They're meeting all of the, the requirements for this one. They moved their room back in, correct? Yes. They moved the porch back. Yeah, yes. I'll make a motion to approve. Second. I'll second. Roll call. Beckman. Yes. Frank. Yes. Waltman. Yes. Dykamp. Yes. Muller. Yes. Okay, first state bank. Putting up a sign. I'll make a motion to approve. Second. Roll call. <coughs> Beckman? Yes. Waltman? Yep. Frank? Yes. Stankamp? Yes. Muller? Yes. Okay, we'll start with the administrative report. Um, I know Jason will have his report. Um, I'm basically, um, on October 24th, for, um, 24th, um, damage, uh, there was an accident that damaged the stone light at the corner of 3rd Street and Crescent Park Drive. Um, I hadn't heard from the insurance company um, for the driver of that vehicle, so I contacted them today um, and I sent them the accident report and the pictures that I had. Um, and then the, the staff cleaned up some of the broken glass this afternoon that was down there that hadn't been cleaned up. Um, we've also 
contacted a few masons um, to see what it's going to take to repair the stone and get it back into working order. Unfortunately, it probably won't happen until spring just because of the weather and, and different things. Um, I've been working on finalizing the state reports that are due December 1st, um, which would include the annual financial report, the urban renewal report, and the street report. Um, they'll be available um, at the November 20th meeting. Um, also, I'm working on getting the annual exam scheduled um, with um, the audit people with Feldman's out of Carroll, trying to get that um, going and moving. Um, and I've also um, spent extensive amount of time with um, the committee um, on the community center and Bob Veenstra trying to get the, the plan set for the community center so we can get that out to bid here in the next week or so. Okay, Mason. Alright, so on the electrical side, the, the guys that replaced the elbows close to the Mexican restaurant, uh, they weren't looking the greatest. Like always, we've done a lot of locates. Uh, they assisted uh, with training. On the top of our salt tank at the water plant, the lid is uh, not in great repair, so the electric boys came over with their truck and helped us. Uh, we got it, so it's gonna work and we'll be good. Changed out some sexualizers, some transformers. Um, they vacuumed in our ditch witch a couple service lines to a couple houses. They rehooked a meter back up to a house that was being sighted, filled in some holes, uh, looked at the grave on West Street, raised the grave on West Street, changed out some wire reels, assisted with uh, removing the docks at the lake with the Parks Department, changed out street light, meter reading. Uh, we met with a resident that had some questions over our electrical being ran, and then uh, we went out there the next day and they actually ran our the line was bored in and then the guys did the risers and everything and they're taken care of and everything's good to go on that so they all have power uh, did uh, some changeovers from it from my understanding it's called a ronk and it's an old style system to on the lines they changed that over it's not something that they currently use anymore so they changed that over uh, they uh, did substation reading, looked at a resident's primary, met with another resident who's adding on to his cattle portion, cleaned and fixed some of our equipment, uh, installed a surge protector at one of the lift stations that was blown. Uh, yesterday we had a power outage, uh, discovered which transformer was not working, and replaced it out, and then we also had to replace a fuse at the fuse location down by Crescent Park. It was a good learning tool for um, two of our guys that don't have as much experience as Trent does. So it's a sad thing that it had to happen, but that's the way we learn. So it was a good thing for us there. Um, and then they cleaned up the glass from the broken uh, light down at the campground. On the public work side, we fixed a curb stop out in Dixie Land. We found a couple curb stops. Uh, we did have a water service line link on West Eight, or West Street and A Street. Uh, sweeper was out and working. The skid loader, um, as I reported last time, went down. The auxiliary unit won't work on it. Carol had us take it over there. They said it'd be a quick fix and they'd have it in for us. Well, we still don't have our skid loader um, after multiple phone calls and complaining we have a free skid loader to borrow until ours is fixed um, and they delivered it to us we did not have to go get it 
but we got a equivalent one until ours gets repaired. So we do have a skid loader again. Uh, work with Chad's Plumbing on the connections of the new water main, put resonance and no boil water advisory for the new line. Uh, both bacteria samples came back absent. The plumbing services up on Lakeshore Project were completed on 1024, and the concrete was sealed today, and all the concrete is ran up there. Um, they're just doing small minor touches, uh, touch-ups on some things, but we should have a road back open by Friday, hopefully, is what they said. Um, shut off some curb stops for residents winterizing their homes assisted uh, with a service line on Sunset Drive that was leaking and filling the neighbor's basement that was uh, that was quite a thing to see but we got her shut off and uh, their local plumber is going to replace that line since it's their responsibility discovered uh, two curb stop valves that residents are not working devised a plan in order to fix it we got them fixed out. We changed those out uh, last Thursday and last Friday. Uh, we took care of both those. Talked to show our SEE about the repair of the hydrant, the Lake Street manhole, and the punch list for the wastewater plant. He's going to start on the manhole and the fire hydrant uh, when the casting for the Lake Street's done. That way he only has to mobilize once and he can do it all and send his crew down here for that amount of time and not back and forth. Uh, the casting was set. It should be done um, sometime this week. So hopefully within the next week or two, SEE is here working on the punch list and fixing that manhole and that fire hydrant. Storm drain on 6th and West Street uh, has been completed. It was done on November 3rd. Looks pretty good. Um, we're still working with the contractor to get the repairs on Lake Street and Lake Shore. Um, after numerous tries, uh, we finally got it figured out, and hopefully those are going to be started, repaired Wednesday and Friday of this week. Uh, talked to Ten Point, uh, which is the general contractor up there, uh, about saw cuts and the grading and everything else. Uh, they're going to do the dormant seed, which was in the plans, so the place the seed and then uh, come spring it should take off with the type of seed that they use not a landscape guy so i gotta go off of what they're telling me um we started our set feed system at the wastewater plant it's a little confusing to some of us because what's in our plan book is not the exact same style as what we have so talking the next them they sent us actually what we have so we can actually do it and we're doing it correctly now uh, we ordered some ERTs from uh, the company. That's what does our remote read on our water meters. So we got those. We were out of those. Then we discovered that we're out of water meter bases. I contacted the salesman who we have previously purchased all of our meters through. He was supposed to place an order the first part of October. He did not. Um, got a hold of his partner in the business and the meters are on back order until the middle to end of January. So, talking to the gentleman that we buy our ERTs from, he is working on finding us a meter that will work for what we need and work with our ERTs all at the same time. If everything goes, we're going to order six of them, that way we have six meters to replace if we need to. And if it works out, um, it's not going to change we don't have to change everybody's meters and their houses or anything. It's just from there on, we would be using a different 
brand of meter than what we currently use because we can't get them. <laughs> um, went through the house on Broughton Street with Region 12 and Miss Teresa. Sold the new feature at the splash pad working with uh, the, uh, Patrick. I believe that's his name, right, Miss Bacon? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, the new feature is installed and good to go. Took down the pickleball nets. Uh, the new street sweeper arrived last Thursday. It was obviously up today, running all day long from 8 to about 4.15 this afternoon. He'll be out in it again tomorrow until we get the whole, down, uh, whole town done again. We had the faucet in the men's restroom here at City Hall replaced. We fixed the ropes on the flagpole. We, they were so twisted that we could not raise the flags back up the way we were supposed to after being at half staff. So the guys came up with the telehandler and we fixed all the ropes so they're not as twisted and we can actually do what we need to. Uh, as I mentioned, we had the power outage that also cut power to our water tower. Um, we did not run out of water. We went a little bit lower in the water tower than what we'd probably like but everybody still had water and uh, the guys worked really hard. Got a list to the comm center today um, of who to call when there is a problem and not necessarily call the mayor or, excuse me, one of you guys. Uh, they now have Teresa's phone number, my phone number, and Trent's phone number in case they could not reach anybody on the on-call phones, which they never tried to call on our on-call phones, they just called. Mr. Mayor directly and didn't follow the chain of command, I guess, on that one to so we could make things go quicker. Um, we hung the flags on the fire hydrants on the North Loop and the Vaco project today. We designed and ordered uh, new signs for the brush pile. The brush pile is a sore subject. Um, it wouldn't be so sort of a subject if people would put the leaves where the leaves go and the brush where the brush go, but they put them all in the same spot. Well, I spent about three hours out there yesterday moving leaves from the brush pile to the leaf pile, and then we have other items that are not allowed to be in there, such as doors, flower pots, plastic flowers, wood. So we try to pull all that stuff out if we see it. We're not perfect by any means, but we make every effort that we can. Um, we did some interviews for the parks foreman. And lastly, uh, we, put the, we put the white stuff removal devices on all of our trucks. We're not gonna use the S word. We're trying not to, we don't want to. So um, all the trucks are ready to go. It, that S word should happen. <laughs> Salads? <laughs> and that's what the guys have been doing. Thanks, Jason. Chris? Yeah, so we've had uh, 417 calls for service for over the past couple weeks, last month. Uh, 69 cases, 211 uh, community policing projects were. So we're doing pretty good there. If you look over on the right side of that paperwork, you see over the past year we've had 3,267 calls for service. Uh, that's over 1,000 more than we had the previous year at 1,960. So there's a lot of work that's being done out there right now. Um, over the past year we've had made 178 charges have been filed. 
The previous year there was only 55. So that, that's a big jump from year to year. So hopefully it'll start slowing down. We start getting things under control a little bit here and things will slow down. We'll, we'll get it figured out. But other than that, that's about all I got. And we got the new car. We did, yeah. We got a, a used one from down in Missouri. Uh, it's in really good shape. So Upfitter will be coming to get it tomorrow and hopefully we'll get it on the road soon. Thanks all three of you. Appreciate it. Okay, we'll move on. We're going to open the public hearing on the sale of property owned by the city on the south 106 feet of lot 13, block 7. For everybody here, that's a little dirt east side of the laundromat. Is there any public input? I did not. I have not received anything either or written um, for or against it in my office. To close the public hearing, Consideration of Resolution 2350 is a sale of that property. So we'll second. Roll call. Walton? Yes. Beckman? Yes. Frank? Yes. Sankamp? Yes. Muller? Yes. That's a step forward. Okay, we're going to go to uh, Resolution 2351 about the credit card policy. Um, so this is something that I drafted, um, credit card policy, basically um, the loan credit card that the city has is in my, my, my name, I mean it's in the city's name, but it's my name and everything that's attached to it. Um, previous communities and counties that I worked in, you know, department heads have had access, you know, to their credit card and it would be in their name and then they're responsible for the charges that they put on it, making sure that, you know, providing the proper documentation that we require for the credit card policy. But I guess what I'm asking the council is allowing me to add, the, you know, the department heads to have a credit card so that when they go on business trips, you know, and different things, they aren't necessarily taking the card that is attached to me um, with them, you know, on the business trips. And if we have, you know, things that need to be ordered through, you know, the internet and various, you know, things that we order that aren't, you know, we, we out, we don't source right here locally, that they have that ability to do so with a card that's not got my name attached to it. Um, you're not saying that that's an issue, but it just, it would be nice to be able to a document on, because when the credit card bill comes in, it would, you know, have my name listed under my card and then any charges that I put on it, if Jason went, you know, used it and any charges that would be on it would be under Jason. So then you can track all of the, the receipts and everything to that particular card and allow us to kind of track where things need to go just a little bit better. So that's, um, just kind of a step in, in some of the processes that, that I've seen that I'd like to have this added. But is there any repercussions on, when we have audits? No. That's, Actually, it would probably be better because then it would be associated to each individual name instead of it being associated to me and me alone. Anyone else? We'll make a motion we approve the resolution. I'll second it. Roll call. Waltman? Yes. Sankamp? Yes. Frank? Yes. Beckman? Yes. Muller? Yes. Okay, consideration of resolution 2352. Resolution ordering construction of certain public improvements, approving preliminary plans, and fixing a date of hearing thereof, and taking bids therefore. 
So you guys have the document in front of you um, for the resolution ordering construction of, of the for us to be able to bid let. Um, today he, Bob emailed me, um, I have the preliminary plans as laid out um, that were provided to you. Um, Tammy does not have a copy. But, and then the specifications, there was 293 pages. Um, I wasn't going to print a copy for every council member because they aren't final. Um, but it at least is to the point where we can um, put it out, um, use for putting it out to bid. So um, I guess if anybody has any questions concerning it, um, I'll do the best that I can to answer at this point or, you know. Basically, the timeline, and I think that I also include Bob's letter, would be us setting it out to bid um, and then hopefully that we would then be um, opening up bids um, and considering contracts, I think it was on December 18th. I think actually bid opening is on December 13th and then consideration will be uh, at the council meeting on December 18th. It's kind of the timeline. And the motion to approve 2352. I'll make that motion. Second? Second. Roll call. Second. Yes. Waltman? Yes. Uh, Beckman? No. Frank? No. Muller? Here. Now, when we do this um, and we're going out to bid and stuff, we're going to have to have some financials from hometown pride, the foundation we know we have, the foundation. Knowing that we have to when the kids come in to do that. Yep. Just, uh, that would be my yeah. plan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to make sure that we got all of our ducks in a row, that it's financially going to work. And all the money so. comes through the city. Okay. okay. Okay, we want to discuss and reconsider the concrete patches on Lake Street, Lakewood. We can take that off there, Mr. Yeah. Mayor. Uh, he has contacted us. Yeah. That's, that's when we have a plan. Oh. Okay, we need a consideration consideration of pay applicant for 10 point number one. And actually, we can take that out because we talked with Mr. Crawford on Friday afternoon um, after we started digging into the pay application a little bit after it was already put into the packet. Um, we had some concerns about the pay application, so we're working through that right now, and it'll be put back on the agenda on November 20th. Well, they did a nice job. They did do a very nice job. We did <coughs> a few questions on the pay app that Jason and I didn't like. Dollars and cents didn't make sense. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you guys. Okay, we have a consideration of understanding between the union and the city. So this one, um, we, uh, I and the mayor met with a representative from the AXME, I say that right, um, concerning the, the detective position. And basically, I mean, our discussion, you know, with him was, unfortunately, you know, the pay is what the pay is until we go back into renegotiations um, at some point. Um, and that would be, you know, the pay is basically two and a half percent below what the assistant chief makes. Um, so 
we basically agreed to a, a letter, you know, of understanding with council approval um, that basically the, the wage would stay two and a half percent below the assistant chief's wage until 2025, you know, after 2025 when renegotiation would happen. And it could fluctuate a little bit because the assistant chief's wage is an administrative wage, so that would be, you know, pursuant to possible changes, but that's why we worded it at 2.5% less than the assistant chief, so there would be a consideration of an increase over the next three years. So we have to increase the detective pay to the 2.5% under the assistant chief? Position? It's, or, it's, it's already it's, there. That's where it's at. That's yeah. What, yeah, that's what it was agreed to. That's what it was, he was changed to when George was made detective. So that wage would stay, you know, until at least July of next year, and then consideration of what the assistant chief's wage, it would stay at two and a half percent below. So what is this number three bullet point of that one being? No, oh, that needs to be taken out. I thought I had taken that out from. Okay. That was a copy and paste issue. Sorry. Okay. I'll, I'll fix it. <laughs> so that's a none. no. That's a that's a mute. Okay. We need a motion to approve that letter. I'll make the motion. Second. Second. Roll call. Because there's no more, just excuse me, a little bit of There's no more bargaining. We don't have to go back with the union after we approve this, correct? Right. No. no. This is no. what we did before. Right. We just got approved right. from okay. that. Yeah, they, they requested it, um, and so we just met with them, and this is what we, in a sense, agreed to. And I said I would take it to council, and he didn't have, I sent the letter to him, he didn't have any issues with it. So, yeah, yeah. so we're not going back into the collective bargaining. No, 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 no. 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 Next July? July, well, probably well, next year, but for the following year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's understood. Because we had a three-year deal, if I remember right. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Sorry, Kate. Yeah. Okay. Second. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Baldwin. Yes. Muller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Okay. We want to consider the purchase of the Dodge Charger from Edwards. Any information different than what we have? And that's all I have. Do you want to go over it? I'm going to try and get the next person that's in line because we're rushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just the new vehicle. Right. You know, rather than getting a used one down in Missouri, we get a new one. Kind of like. But this is one they already have on hand that's already ready to go. Yeah, we just go pick it up. And, and you cancel the one that you yeah. have on order. What is your reasoning for having three vehicles? The biggest reason is when we're in a situation like we are now, we only have one operational vehicle. If that goes down, we don't have any, right? So we need to be able to maintain at least more than two vehicles in case one goes down, somebody goes to training, something else happens. I mean, you just, that's the big reason we want to have three functioning vehicles. But you're outfitting three. I mean, there's going to be extra expenses, the insurance, the outfitting of radios and computers. And yeah, we'll be under budget no matter what. You're taking stuff from the vehicle. We're, ta yeah. we, we're taking everything we can out of the other the other vehicle, obviously, and we're going to reuse it. So we're, we're not spending any more than what 
we were budgeted to spend. But we we was come next year when this new vehicle came in, we was gonna be trading one in. No. Mm -mm. We never we don't we, we haven't traded one in yet, I don't think. No. Mm -mm. They stay right here, so the only thing that I think as a citywide whole, your departments, both departments and your department, when this now that the strike's back over and the production gets back to hopefully sometime normal when we get the government, you want to say government uh, bids, is that right? Yeah. You know, the city of Lakeview, should, we should really look at rotating our vehicles a lot sooner than longer because we can take that used vehicle like in Jason's department, they have a pickup that's two years old. We can probably sell that for pretty close to what a new one costs and keep rotating everything. And I think that's something we should look at in the future when stuff gets back. Teresa and I have discussed that uh, coming up with a vehicle rotation plan. Um, that way we have equipment that's working and we're not keeping things until they're dead and Correct. spending more on repairs. We're just kind of waiting, hopefully, till this winter where we can sit down and actually start working on this and figure out where we need to start. Yeah, and I know it's going to be difficult right now with because uh, some of these companies aren't offering government discounts right now because of the limited production. But I'd like to see us look at that, and then I'd like to see us incorporate that into the police as well so we're not running these vehicles to death, if that makes sense. Right, and I think the new, the new F, what was it, 350 that we... 450 that we ordered, sorry, um, was actually part of um, the state bid. So, I mean, yeah. we found, I we found where it was available. Yeah. We're so just waiting for the strike to be over, so hopefully they build it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is over. Correct? I believe it is, yeah. so we're just, we're yeah. still we're just waiting. That'll be a lot higher next time. So More likely. Purchasing this new one now, all we're doing is actually getting it sooner than when the Durango was supposed to be here, correct? Yeah, we'll get it now instead of... Yeah. In the spring. Less it was still spring. in this fiscal year, though. It was supposed yeah. to happen. Plus, it's less money than the Durango, wasn't it? It's about the same. It's almost identical. Yeah. Um, the, the base price was probably, what, 1000 to $1,500 less. Yeah. Is this the type of vehicle that the department would rather have over the Durango? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean... Like I said, we're, we'll keep looking at vehicles like for the next rotation and stuff like that because we don't want to have all the same vehicle, obviously. But yeah, I think it'll really do what we want it to do. Because we have a pickup yet, also, correct? We got a pickup right now, yeah. and then obviously the one we just picked up, which by the way, still I've got a couple of years warranty on it yet, too. Yeah, it's so kind of nice. We happened to find out it had a hundred thousand <coughs> mile warranty on it, so that was nice. Perfect. Power trade or complete? I think it's complete the way I was reading it. It looks like it's complete. So. We get lucky this time. Mm -hmm. Don't have more time. We need to. Uh, I'll make a motion to purchase the 2023 Dodge Charger. Edwards. Second. I'll second that. Roll call. Woman. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Frank. Yes. Zacamp. Yes. Muller. Okay, Carla's going to call us about 203 button. Yep, I told her 615, so you guys went a lot faster than I had planned. Can we discuss so, a little bit before that? Yep, sure. we certainly can. Um, we, um, I did have, Region 12 has a, a rehab program um, that I learned about when I, after I first started here. We didn't have anything 
something similar to that in the COG that I belonged to previously. And so I had asked them after we got title to this property to take a look at it to see if it was anything that would be available for their program, which basically what they do is, if I understand the program correctly, and, and we can have Carla correct me if I'm wrong, is basically what the city does is it turns, we turn the property over to Region 12, they go in and they completely gut rehab, bring it up to code, um, and then they they go and they, they resell the property. Um, so we did um, have Region 12 come and take a look at it. Um, I had not had eyes on the interior of the property until Region 12 came. Um, it, it's, it's a mess. Um, it's, we'll, we'll see what Carla's opinion is. She didn't just flat out tell us no. Um, so, uh, but at the end of the day, if, if they don't want to take it on for rehab, I guess the council's options would be either, you know, we demolish it and then we try and, you know, sell the lot as a, a as an in-lot um, or what the count, you know, I guess open to discussion whenever the council would want, would want to do with it, you know, ideas. I mean, we definitely need housing, you know, in Lakeview. I hate to see this lot just go and be a vacant lot. Well, back in on May, <coughs> May 15th, May 15th, we had a gentleman that came to the council that had, his family owned it. Part of this, and you know, we told him once we got a clear title, we would be taking proposals for it at that time. Mm -hmm. Is that deal fell through? Do they not want that now? No, I mean, we can pursue that. I was thinking that this the only reason I requested that Region 12 take a look at it because they have this program, they have the means to rehab it if they want and turn it into a a, you know, a piece of housing stock that, that we need here in town. Um, just to see, wouldn't cost, you know, Carla may ask us for a little bit of an investment on, on it if they would decide that, you know, you know, instead of us demolishing it, you know, or that kind of thing. If, this is what I would say, if Region 12 doesn't want it, it needs to be demolished. There's, there's just, if two, you know, I don't and, and that. that doesn't mean that we can't, we, we have money into the property retaining, you know, you know, the tax, you know, trying to get everything taken care of with the attorney fees and everything. Um, but we have clear title. We have clear title according to Dave, and I've asked him a couple different times on it. We do have clear title on it. Um, yeah, I mean, we can ask for proposals. You know, I think we need to put some specific stipulations into, into those proposals on definite timelines of one either you know demolishing the property and then moving forward with you know putting something there that gets us back into a piece of housing stock that's on the tax rolls that's my that's my recommendation to the council for you know something I don't want it to sit as a vacant lot and I don't necessarily think that we should um, you know have somebody just put a garage on the property I think I think that lot is too valuable for an infill lot of some type that we need to, you know, definitely do something that with, brings us up. With us having ownership and we take proposals, we can put that in with the proposal. That yes. It has to be not a garage, a, right. a, a residential property. Within a certain amount of time. Yeah, you have right. time yep. for it. Yeah. Yeah. And we can take proposals on that. I think that even if it is a 
has to be demolished. And right. I don't know I haven't been in it. it yeah, I know that, it's I know when that gentleman was here, he was talking about refrigerators full of food yet, and I don't know if they're still it, I have pictures. If you want to see I them, I'll show them to you. <laughs> it's it's, um, it's in a state that is... I would like to see us be able to look at that option as put it up, because we do have some investor people that are in our community. Right. You know, I just, I went out because, you know, like I said, I asked because the Region 12 had this program and I'm, I've seen what they've been able to turn some of these really dilapidated type properties into. And so I just, I wanted to, to see what they would say and then, you know, the council can certainly make a decision of what they would like have, to see going forward. Have you heard any more from the gentleman that was here? Not since the last time I saw him appear. Right. He wanted a garage, and I don't think anybody's interested in no, 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 no. I thought he was going to make the house a little more house. He was going to make the house. He told it, he said at that meeting he was going to restructure it and make it a little more house. Yeah. We had, have His had words were other people build. come in and oh, other people yeah. be yeah. interested in it also. We yeah. had multiple people come in interested in it. Well, we don't need any more empty lots and garages. Uh, no, but <laughs> if we if we put the factor in the in the development agreement it has to be a residential house right. um, yeah. so many square foot in, in a reasonable time frame right go ahead Vicki. i just wondered if you've involved or if you intend to involve the housing committee in this discussion absolutely they have yeah. been as far as they have been earlier i mean it's been a while, it's been a while. i just think <clears throat> you know we have them right <coughs> yep, they do all the legwork that's what now you do for us they can come up with some options too. Yeah. As long as we're all okay, we don't have, we want we don't want an empty lot, we don't want a garage. Correct. We want a home. Yeah. And not a promise of a home. But when it gets built. <coughs> we can do that like we did on the other development deal that didn't didn't have one. Right. Yep. We run from our past. <coughs> well she's Text me that you're logging in. We'll see if we give her a minute or two and see. Sometimes it's going to be so. I think a minute, I want to be dressed up for all this. The only thing I've done one more time. Go ahead, Marie. The big picture is to me, the building inspector, on a yearly basis, will be between five and ten permits denied because of this new wording in there, which is going to affect the tax base of Lakeview. Everybody knows the lowest front property has the biggest tax rate there is. And that uh, on a small scale, I know that Teresa said when this was voted two to two, it, it died. That needs to be revisited. This is just an injustice to this Chris Wall, the way this was ended up. Right. Let, me, let, me, let me clarify you. A non-conforming space can be added on to. You just can't, you cannot add on to the non-conforming. That's what planning and zoning decided at that meeting. I was at that meeting. I think you were at that meeting. Because, and I explained it to you, if somebody has a garage in this corner of their property that's on the property line, the way you want to go back to, they can add on all the way on both sides of their property line. All the way on the property line. That's what planning and zoning does not want. And that is the way, that is why that line's put in there. It's you cannot add on to a non-conforming structure. You cannot make the non-conforming any bigger. That's what it was clarified for. And, and, and that clarification um, ended any any interpretation of that rule. To me, it's not enlarging anything. It is adding more square footage. But you're not going past your existing non-conforming That is why we have, that, is, that is why we brought the planning zoning back in for clarification. 
because that is the way they intend it. You can, if your house is on the property line or does not meet the setbacks, let's just say right. it does not meet the current four-foot setbacks, and it's, let's say it's two-foot, they don't want you adding on 20 more feet two-foot from the property line. They want you to go four-foot and then go back. That is how it was read. That is how it was interpreted. That is how the planning zoning wants it when they did it. It's not to be able to go, I'm two foot, now I can add on and stay two foot. You can add on, but you gotta be four foot if your setbacks are four foot. And if, and if we're gonna put it on the agenda, we will bring in the planning zoning so they can explain it, because Gary Wicker and that group was very clear. I think, Mary, you were at that meeting. Yeah. And that's that's how it was explained. So if, if you go back to what you wanna, what you're talking about, Eric, if I own a garage in this corner, of my lot. Mm -hmm. Now I can add on, and it's let's just say it's a foot from the property line. I can add on all the way on the property line this way, and all the way on the property line this way. And then let's say my house is over here a foot from the property line. Now I can add on all the way this way, and all the way that way. I don't think the city of Lakeview would want that in our neighborhoods, whether it's on the lake or not on the lake. The you four foot, the, the reasoning was to, was really came down to safety. Um, having the four-foot setback from the neighbor's house. So Correct. if they were less than the four-foot, and then they wanted to continue to add on um, and keep expanding that area that lacked the four-foot, that it was a safety concern for um, fire and, and EMS. And a prime example so is on that, the that east side the of the lake line. right now. Then, uh, five or six houses to the north of Paul and Jane Alice's. Them two houses are, are not 18 inches apart. And they add it up. But that's why you have a variance adjustment board. And I too feel that they maybe were not clear about things because the four foot thing isn't coming to rule in this. Yes, it is. Okay, I guess yes, it is. Speaker, the four-foot rule is coming into play on this. But not, not, not with a residential not, neighbor. It, it's not. on the street side that doesn't conform. It right. Does not, well, does not, it's still a setback. It's still not it's meeting still the setback. It's still a setback, which is correct. exactly true. But, but it isn't got, the four-foot with the neighbor. It's not, no, but it is with the street neighbor, side. It's not encroaching on either neighbor's and then the other thing that the other that's thing, what the variance board does is they look at to see if there's a hardship on each case. It isn't that just correct. because you approve this, you're going to approve all of them. And I don't think that that ever should have come to a board when you had a two-two. It that came was to the council a disservice voted, to those people. The council voted five to nothing to not approve that bill for them prior to it going to the board. Five zero vote. Hmm. So then it went to the variance board. But the variance board doesn't necessarily report to the council. Okay, so we have, back to we, have, we have Carla, and we'll try and speak as loud as possible. You can kind of talk loud. I got you on my, my cell phone here, Carla. Can you just kind of um, go over what your guys' thoughts are on the property? Yes, um, first off, um, thank you for um, zooming me in and calling, so I really appreciate that. Um, is everybody able to hear me okay? Sort of. Um, you want to put my Yeah, it's a little bit. I, I, I can hear her. Okay. As you know, Region 12 has awarded funds to do acquisition rehab of houses throughout our service area. 
what they call entails is that we work with our local cities to find properties that need to be put back into the available housing stock without having to build new. The grant gives us approximately one hundred and twenty to one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars to work with to get that rehab done and bring it up to um, Iowa minimum standards for properties, which we want to see them blending in with the rest of the neighborhood instead of looking like the sore thumb, as well as alleviating any environmental issues. Um, we did look at your property there at two hundred three Mountain Street, as you know, and um, it was a kind of a little hard to tell what we were getting into because of the amount of debris in the house and things. The house is in a great location. It's on a great street. It really would be nice to bring it back to life as opposed to demo it, which then someone's going to have to build another littler house on kind of an infill lot or you're just selling it to the neighbor and you don't get your tax space back out of it. So I'm kind of curious on what steps would the city have to go through to do the demo um, and if some of those items would be able to allow us to answer the questions that we would need to know. Um, two of the biggies that I have is, you know, how far does that mold go? Is it just on the drywall that I could have someone come in and rip the drywall off and I'm gone? Um, that's kind of a biggie and then we would also be able to have clear access to see at the size of the house and the money that we have in the budget i feel like if i have to replace a couple of trusses up there from water damage that i can if i have to replace a couple of floor joists i can if i gotta replace every single one of them it's going to get a little unfeasible so i was kind of wondering will the city i um well, you have to get some of that inside cleaned up and taken out of there so that you can have an asbestos test before you could consider demoing the house and these costs you would have anyway um my experience i guess with the, with the amount of debris in there i honestly don't know i know in my experience on demoing two other properties in holstein they were able to do the asbestos test without um having the debris removed um and then they were just, the debris was just taken when the house was demoed. Um, okay, okay. Um, and who, who do you typically use for your asbestos testing? Um, the gentleman that I'm familiar with is, he, I think he's out of Jefferson. August Enterprises? Yes. Yes. Yes, and my, my, I'm glad you said that because he can also do mold testing. Okay. So it seems like before anybody can do anything, we need to know what asbestos is there and what he is going to say. Okay. Because if there are some costs that you're going to have to incur anyway just to get rid of the house, but those are the costs that allow me to know that I can get in there and rehab it, it seems like it might be a good partnership and maybe we should try to save this house. The council, I know, is looking at a couple of different options because there are some other parties here, I guess, in Lakeview that are interested in this in this property. So I think that they okay. are, are looking at a couple of different options about maybe even taking some proposals. Um, you know, I, my thought process was coming to you was the extensiveness of, of the condition of the property um, mm -hmm. for just regular Joe Schmo for a person to empty out all the debris and to rehab this might be a little bit beyond what they wanted to undertake. That's why I started with you. Um, yes. But yes. Uh, 
you know, the council certainly is the one to make the final decision on how they would like to see this, this property brought forward um, and what they would like to do. So um, does the council have any questions? I just want to make sure I understand her clearly. She would be interested, after an asbestos test and mold test, they would be interested in taking this project on with the grant money? Possibly, yes. Right? Is that what I'm hearing? Part yes, yes. I'm just trying to make sure that I don't get a property that has all the floor joists that need replaced and mold is clear through all the wood and everything where it's an environmental hazard and really does need to be demoed. That's the only thing I'm really trying to see um, where that stands. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep, 100%. Well, and we can call August Enterprises and have him if, if he won't even, I mean, he may not, with the amount of debris in it, I don't know if he can get the proper testing done or not. I, I honestly, I don't know. So. And I am trying to reach out. We have another city. The city of Sherdan is doing a lot of um, acquisition demos. And they're using Coster Grains out of Carroll to do demo and really, literally come into a hoarder's house. And I saw one of them before they came in. It was pretty close to that. And they took all of the debris out and everything, and it's now a cleaned um, house that we're going to go take another second look at. And that cost them about 4500 So I'm really curious to see what this company could do for, you know, that, that's a pretty good demo cost. Right, just yeah, to, but what that was just to remove the debris though, right? Before demo, or was it full? Remove the debris and get the drywall out. Now they're trying, we're working with them to see if we can go in and rehab it before they demo it. Okay. But I think you should start with August Enterprises because if okay. he can't run his tests without some of the debris removed, then, we'll then go you know your next step as a city. Okay. Kind of baby step it here and see what we find out but we are definitely interested in the property we just would like to be able to inspect it well enough to know what we're dealing with on the mold and the floor joists and the trusses which i would assume would be good forthright information you would want to give to anybody that would want to give a proposal on that property and a good faith estimate okay does anybody have any other questions for Carla before? Did, did you ever find out if you uh, order, you know, the smell? Is that a problem usually with these redev? Typically, you take it up of that drywall out and you can get the smell out too. So it's not something that you have to worry Typically, I don't, I don't have a large repertoire for that, so that would be um, the risk that Region 12 would take on. Okay, but our first step is the asbestos stuff first. I think so, because in order to demo it, you have to have it tested for asbestos. Right. And if he can't do his proper testing to see if it's clear of asbestos with all the junk in, then you're going to have to do some removal. But we can assist you with hopefully finding some really good prices for that if he even needs to do it. We don't know till he comes to look. You might send him a few pictures and get his okay. reaction. Sounds like we'll start there. Yes, and um, we are hoping that we'll get some good news and would like to, if council would consider using the property for this program, we'd love to talk more about it. Okay.
we'll plan on that. Well, thanks, Carla. What would, what would their time frame bring me once they got possession of the property? What would, what's the time frame is being asked, Carla, once you got possession of the property? Once we got possession of the property, it usually takes us a little bit of time to write up a complete scope of work since we do have to send this out to public bid. We usually break it down into packages so that we have more flexibility, like a mechanical, electrical, a general construction. Um, in Coon Rapids, we did a flooring because they have a great flooring contractor that is four blocks away, so we wanted to give them an opportunity to be able to bid on the work without having to look at a large-scale project. And then we put it out for bid, accept quotes, and get them in there. 18 months? 12 months? I would like, I have to be done by the end of next year with everything, so that gives you the worst case scenario. That's still pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. For what it looks like. So we need to get some more protection on that house if there's still open holes, too, so the quicker, the quicker if we think it's savable, any further damage can get done would be great. Okay, we'll start with the asbestos. Keep me informed. We're very interested, and thank you for um, having me up to your council meeting. Thanks, Carla. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. I would like to make a motion that we start with that asbestos mold testing. We're going to need that for anybody. And then we move forward. Once we get the results back, we can move forward with what we want to do. Do, do, do we need to have this asbestos and that taken uh, tested? Or can we set it out for proposals to the community and have, let them take care of it? You know, like the Smith family, or if they're interested in it as is, do we yeah, have it? Yeah, I mean, that that would be, if you wanted to take proposals, it just, you know, uh, how long you, I, I can contact um, the, the August Enterprises guy and probably have him up here within a week. Um, and then he can at least tell me if he can, if, if there's too much debris or I can send him pictures. Um, or if the city's going to do anything with it, we have to have the asbestos testing done. Even to sell it? Not to sell it. Okay. Because Kay said she had a couple people interested. If the family's interested, you know, there's three right there locally without sourcing it out to somebody from Carroll or... Coon Rapids or wherever be it. I mean, so is what you're saying is we could just move forward without the testing if we have local people. Well, not, yeah, why did we not want to spend the money on the asbestos testing? And what does that cost? Um, when I did it up in Holstein, I think I had three projects asbestos tested and cost me maybe um, for three different places. Some was more expensive than others. Um, this would probably be for his travel time and everything. You're talking probably around a thousand bucks. So, so if we, so if we went um, put the thing out to bid, how long is that going to take? And then I'm going to assume outside the guy that was here, the others haven't taken a look at the property. No. You know. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, she's looking at when she told me even with the scope. To rehab it, I mean, they're looking at the upper side of their budget, and that would be $125,000. So, you know, um, to, to get it back into a condition where it's... Livable. Right. Respectable. 
Yeah. And if you want a house on there, you know, when you take your proposals, you're going to have to say that. you got to put a well, house back on Absolutely. Yeah, just, they want a residential yeah. property. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can put out proposals and say you got 20 days to get back to us? Yeah. The, the, big, the biggest thing is that, you know, if you're going to do something, if, if, there, if somebody wants to rehab it, there's things that need to be done to protect what's there now because there are, I know that there's holes in the roof. I know it's, you know, the day we were there, it was raining and you I mean it was there was there was bowls in various places amongst the debris that you could tell that were being tried to hold the water for the two can, can we can we I'm just ask this question or everybody's opinion or however I want to say it. Can we move forward with the mold and asbestos testing and then have that in our proposal that the city is getting this testing done for the other outside people as well as region twelve and that way we can if, if we have nobody else that has an interest in it, then we got the Region 12 that can do it. And, and they're, they're on the time frame. If they want to have it done by next fall or they have to have it done by the end of next year, we're really cutting time short. Right. I mean, yes, we're investing another 1000 or 1200 bucks, but does that make sense? That, and we do, we're, we're adding that to that value to ABC individual that might want to go in and rehab it. And then put in our put in there. It has to be a residential property within so many time frame. Does that make sense? Yeah, you can do it a number of different ways. You can even, if you wanted to, you could put it, make a part of the deal that it gets knocked down. They take the, they pay for the knockdown, and then you know give them a. They have to rebuild. Yeah, yeah rebuild whatever. Then we wouldn't really have other no more money other than. The, Right. We might be able to recoup our money, the thousand bucks plus whatever else we've got spent on the tax. Well, you, eventually you're going to recoup that yeah, money if if Correct. if something goes back on the tax rolls, you're going to be able to recoup the property but, taxes right. back. We might have somebody offer five, ten thousand, fifteen thousand for that piece of property. Might you don't know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But you know. It's your picture. Yeah. Oh Actually, my that's gosh. Um, um, I, I, what my concern is, if you if you have this asbestos testing done, and it's on record, you're going to have to take care of the asbestos if you do demolish it. Whereas if you sell it... We will, definitely. But if you sell it to John Doe without an asbestos test done, and they decide to demolish it and build a brand new home, they, they might... They aren't required the to. the asbestos route like you're supposed to do. <clears throat> but residents aren't held to the same quality of asbestos as... as no, the they, they yeah. wouldn't, they, they wouldn't, if they were going to demolish it, they wouldn't be required to take the proper steps. If there was, if there was asbestos in the property, there would, they wouldn't be required to take the steps that we are required to take but, but if in you're gonna de sell, demolishing the property. If you're going to sell it outright, you just, you just want to make sure that you have an agreement because it's hard to sell something outright without a proposal. Because then they kind of they bought the property. Are you going to have that mess? Is it going to take yeah. two years? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta I mean, you got to be careful. That's, 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 far, that's why I like region twelve is I'm very confident. They've done this before, and I like the time frame, and we don't have to go through the other hassles of having the attorney draw up a proposal um, to. Um, when we sell it to some individual, we'd have to have Dave draw. I agree by the development agreement. Development agreement. Even if there's not asbestos, at least we could recoup it on the 
proposal, you got to pay us back for that. But I do know that we told one individual, right. and, we, and I don't know if they have an interest anymore. I, I have no idea. But we did tell them at a meeting, and I haven't heard from them since. On the May 15th, that the, yeah. we would accept a proposal you know, right. once we got in possession of the property. And it was a 90-day time frame back then, if I remember right. And then, of course, we've had so many other things change. Well, and we just got, we just finally got clear title to this three weeks ago, four weeks so. ago, because, I mean, it's not been very long when I, we finally got the deed, and I contacted Region 12 pretty quickly about them coming to take a look at it, so. So what, what's the next step for the council? Well, I think we should go ahead and get the asbestos and the mold done, and, you know, if we hear anybody else that wants to take a look at it, they can look at it, too, I don't care. I mean, I guess we can open it up for proposals if you want to. I think to. we really need to move forward with this piece just in case we don't get into the other proposals so we get the ball rolling on the thing. That was my thing. Well, my thought process too, too, but I understand where he's going. Yeah, so do I. Because we have a motion and a second to pursue yeah, this. Yeah, they all have a motion to pursue the asbestos and mold. So, Dave, then are you seconding? Okay. I just want everybody to talk about the foundation's good and your structure is 90% decent. It's rehabable. I mean, I. It's pretty squishy, but I mean, the floors are. Yeah. yeah. So, and if you, if you start replacing floor joists, you got. Is there a base in the house? Yes. But nobody went. Yeah, we are not going down in that basement. <laughs> <laughs> So Sorry. <laughs> maybe maybe once the debris is out, you couldn't get to the basement when we were there. I just think if we move forward with the asbestos and mold thing, and then whoever else is interested, they'll know going forward it's there, not there. They can, even though they know it might be there, Mike, they can still go around the other way if they want to. That's not our responsibility. We told them it's clear or it's not, and then we'll keep moving forward with Region 12, and we can keep moving forward with any private developer as well and come up with a development agreement we could put something out and to repay us for that. I mean one of the comments was they the guys that came to look at it they were really curious whether there would be asbestos or not just because of the age of the property wasn't seen that it would there would be unless unless there's some ductwork and stuff because on the two properties that I had in Holstein the only asbestos that they found was, you know, in tape that was in the ductwork and stuff. So it wasn't, they didn't think that the siding had asbestos in it and different things. So, um, but I mean, who knows? We'll, you know, see what we find out. So that, that, that motion thing, say, can you add on to that motion? Yes. Yeah. So, I, I would like to motion move forward with mold and asbestos testing and then move forward with publicizing um, proposals for private developers but it must say we want their development we want their proposal but it's going to have to be a residential resident when it's done in a time frame of 18 months something like that and, and we can if they have a different idea in their time frame they can present that to us and we can decide at that time and then we can have Dave throw out the official paper if somebody comes forward with that we don't know if anybody will right can you get most of that yeah, he wants the motion to move forward with the asbestos and mold testing. And then the second part of that was to get a proposal ready for development with a residential house with an 18-month time frame. I'll second that. Uh, well, there's already first and second on there. We'll call. Yep. So, um, Beckman? Yes. Waltman? Yes. 
Frank? Yes. Sankamp? Yes. Muller? Yes. Okay, motion to adjourn. Wait, Mayor. Oh. There's one more thing. When she talked about um, the roof. Oh, we have protecting what we have. Protecting what we have. Jason had, uh, I mean. Do you have any, you've seen it, do you have any ideas what we should do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, is it feasible to go put some tarps up on there? I'm not putting the guys on the roof. We'll have to use the bucket truck. Right. Um, it, I do not feel any portion of that roof is safe for my guys to walk on it, but I'm sure we can come up with, we will look at it and see what we can come up with to put tarps or something on that roof to protect it. If that's what the council adjourns me to do. Again, what we got. It's a, it's an as-is deal, whether it goes to anyone, the Region 12 or whatever. Right. If Region 12 was going to acquire it, they would probably do something, you know, or seek something out to put a little bit of protection. Because that was their comment, though, right? Was right. something needs to be done to yes. try and preserve yeah. it the way it is right now so and not let it get worse. I think we should try and preserve it with some tarps or something. If you can, get, if you can do it with the bucket truck. It is our property. Safely, right. safely, correct. Safely. I, I will not put the guys in jeopardy. Right. No, right. And, I'm not we don't, asking and we you don't to. want you to. I mean, yeah, I think we can get something strapped down on there without. We will work on that. I, I will have some, something either put on there by the end of the week, or we will have devise a plan, or I will inform you at next council meeting that it's completely unsafe. Because yeah, I don't think we're supposed to have any rain or snow or anything in the next I, and I said the S word um, <laughs> for at least a couple of weeks. Okay, motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. 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 Adjourn. Thanks everybody. Thank Thanks you, everybody Sammy. for coming. Feel better. Yeah, me, me yeah. 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 Thank you. 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 Thank